Welcome to the Clary Podcast, a division of Aaron Clary, LLC, brought to you by assholeconsulting.com. Aaron Clary, Chairman and CEO. And now, your host... Captain Capitalism himself, the world's only professional asshole, Aaron Clary. Oh, yeah. You know what? No, I'm not. I'm not starting today. Hang on. I'm gonna give myself a rooster booster light. Strap yourself in, kiddos. It's gonna be a long one. The amount of stupid that has occurred in the past 24, 48 hours. Oh, it's going to be a long, because I'm glad I'm late with the podcast. I had to celebrate a buddy's 50th birthday yesterday and um, went to the Hubble house way down south, way down south. I even had to go to the far side. Again, Atham, look this up. So the WBO, that's on the north side. The Hubble house, which is over in Manterville, Minnesota, way down south, uh, to give anybody listening kind of a, a national reference by which we could understand it. It's kind of down by Rochester, Minnesota, where the Mayo Clinic is. If you guys know the Mayo Clinic, it's where all the foreigners go because they have socialist health care. And they say, well, that's that's not good enough for me. That's only good enough for the people I rule over. I'm going to go to the Mayo Clinic. So that's kind of down by there, this old little town. And um, had some dinner. It's built in 1854. It was like the, the main bar and saloon. Where hop along Cassie to come in and kick the door open, and I reckon you that I reckon was uttered in that place a lot of times. I reckon there's bad Barton town, and I'm here to take them in for the bounty, and that they all talk like that. It's true. So uh, now it's turned into this kind of nicer high end uh, restaurant and bar, and uh, a lot of famous people went there. U- Ulysses S. Grant, he's there, and they have his signature on the guest book. I'm like, holy cow. There's President Grant's signature. That's pretty cool, man. I wonder when we're going to erase that from the history books, too. We better get rid of him. He, Even though he fought the Civil War, he was a white male. We better get rid of him. Um, and so I had to leave early, pretty much noon, to get on the south side of the metro to avoid rush hour. I don't do, I don't do rush hour. I do not do rush hour. Rush hour is for you sheep. Rush hour is for you conformists. Staying in traffic jams is for, is for, lines are for communists. Not even joking about this. If you are in a line, if you are in a commute, right, you are doing it wrong. You're wasting your precious life. I love the people in Canada. Well, you know, my commute isn't that bad. It's an hour. I'm like, what, round trip? Oh, no, one way. It's pretty good. Okay, okay, bah, bah. Uh, anyway, back to the stupidity. Um, I don't know what happened in the past Friday. Anyway, I had to go down south, do my buddy's 50th birthday. I don't have time to do a podcast. I'm kind of glad I did because then what? We got a terrorist attack. Hollywood's going crazy. It's everything. I don't know where to start. I, I have like five. We're not going to talk about the terrorist attack. I know I know everybody thinks, oh, you're going to talk about because it it's the main news. No, there's nothing newsworthy about a Muslim young male 
killing a bunch of Westerners. There's nothing newsworthy about that. If all of a sudden we decide we're going to take on uh, the Muslim uh, radical males, we're going to have some immigration reform, we're going to stick with it, or uh, instead of a candlelit video, now I always, I'm, I'm not joking, no, what would be really cool, it, it, it is this bad, my buddy and I were talking about it, where I, you almost want to cheer on the Muslim terrorists because at least they stand for something, at least they have self-respect. And I was thinking, like, wouldn't it be great if the, a candlelit vigil was bombed by a terrorist? <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't that just be ballsy? Like, and it's kind of like Rocky Five, I think it was, where he goes up against Drago, and Rocky's beating the Russian, and then the, the Russians start cheering on Rocky. Even though you might be ideologically opposed to Rocky or your adversary, at least, at least they stand for something. At least they got some balls. All right? I know it's cowardly to attack, uh, but, you know, they go in suicidal. I disagree with what he's standing for, something, but at least he's standing for something. And all of America's little precious suburban Swipple faggots come out, and they have candlelit vigils. And I'm like, I, I won't lie. There's a piece of me that's like, God, I, I'd really have a lot more respect for the terrorists if they would bomb one of those things. It would be great. It, it would, and that might, that might trigger an actual newsworthy event where the Swipples might, might, I don't know, grow a spine, grow some pubes, get a set of balls, and they'd be like, oh my God, they really mean it. They really mean to kill us. And people start to rethink, you know, immigration policy. Turns out the, the terrorist was allowed under a, literally a diversity program allowed by New York City, uh, which all you New Yorkers voted for. And I, what would be newsworthy is if you guys woke up and said, hey, I like life. I like living. But no, diversity is our strength. It's all, what are we get? There's nothing to talk about. There's nothing to talk about. Uh, but what, Muslims, uh, what, 326 swipple pussy liberal white people in major cities that get attacked by Muslims, zero? Is that what the score is? I can make my standard points again. Nothing's going to happen. I hate candlelit vigils. Please, terrorist, attack a candlelit vigil. Um, it's not newsworthy. And then what was the other one? Oh, what was the other one? Oh, we need to ban all trucks. That's it. That's all the really. That's all the political analysis that needs to be said about it. So, oh, and then finally, eh, it looks like just another group of liberals killed because terrorists tend to attack in large, densely populated areas. Oh, the irony! Oh, the irony! They're not going out to Montana to kill Farmer Joe. They go after you, you frappuccino sucking dickheads. Oh my God, but you voted the right way. You care for diversity. All right. Let me get my rooster booster light here. There we go. There we go. It's very cold in Minnesota today. Unseasonably cold. It's supposed to be in the 50s normally. Our highs are reaching the 30s. And today is the first day I fired up the wood-burning stove. I didn't want the furnace kicking in all the time. I don't know if you can hear it in the background noise. but <laughs> said, forget that. And I want to be cozy. I want to be cozy. It's gloomy out. It's cold out. Woke up this morning at 9.15, which is early for me, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to get out of bed. Uh, but I did, and I got my coffee. And now there's a roaring, very roaring fire downstairs. In the wood burning. So I wonder if uh, DT over at the Black Brigade has his, his roaring fire going. 
Him and I always have wood wars, although he beats me all the time. He has a very impressive wood pile. I always just go with one year supply. But it's nice and cozy at the Cappy Compound, and all is well. Um, let's get to the news because it's going to be a long enough podcast without me blathering on. From the Daily Wire, porn's biggest male stars accused of sexual assault, but victims say no one cares. No, nobody does care. How delusional are you, women? I honest to God, I. <laughs> Cops complain they're being shot at. Podcasters uh, complain that they have to record. Microphones remind me of phallic symbol, reports anonymous podcaster. Women in the porn industry are speaking out against men in the industry who have claimed sex- they sexually assaulted them, including adult fa- male film stars like Ron Jeremy and James Dean. Webcam model, model Ginger Banks, who is thinking of joining the ranks of female porn stars, is leading the charge for women. She told former pornographic actress Aurora Snow, who quoted her in The Daily Beast, I started posting on industry-only forums, and producers and industry people were telling me to get used to it. That's just what happens in porn. Look, I, I understand that it's a business, but you're going into porn, ladies. You know, it's like going into a strip club and, and being shocked that this may not be the most uh, Dudley Do-Right, Fred McMurray, Ward Cleaver type of guys you're working with. It's it's the classic uh, slut walk or slut campaign. I should dress however I want to. Yes, you have every right to do that. And you can walk down dark alleys drunk in bad parts of town. You have every right to do that. But then don't complain and yell victim blaming when all of a sudden you're hanging out in a seedy part of town with a seedy element that bad things might happen to you. And it's it's this idealism. I guess you girls, I guess we spoil you so rotten in this country and you watch too much TV that the concept of reality never dawns on our precious little snowflakes in this country. That you're just, that you should, you know, hey, I should be able to walk out of my door and not have a truck jump the curb and hit me, but there's a risk that might happen. I should have the right to drive my motorcycle and go through a green light and not worry about Tina, the soccer mom, driving a Range Rover, texting her friend Amy about where they're going to get coffee. There's a lot of should in this world, but I'm wondering, are, are girls capable of understanding should versus is? You know, I, and this is why it's exasperating. This is in part why I just, you know, turn off the head, or turn off the news and then just play my music. Raindrops keep falling on my head. And then I, and then I just go about my gym and I get my coffee and. I go ride my motorcycle and I hike out in Utah because you people aren't there. The, the delusional women who think, I, I got into the drug trade and, and, and there was drugs and people shot me and, at me and, and there was violence. Really? No kidding. There shouldn't be violence. I'm an American woman. I should have everything perfect all the time. No matter where I go, what situations I put. Don't you dare victim blame me. Oh, when people are telling me I should expect to be sexually assaulted at my job, that's something I'm not going to stand for. The normalization of it is what disgusts me. Look, yeah, in an ideal world, you wouldn't be sexually harassed. You wouldn't be sexually assaulted. What would happen in the real world 
is you would essentially be a whore. A guy would professionally fuck you. And then after the filming is done, uh, they would just leave and you'd never see them again. I, I don't know how cold and callous mentally, uh, psychologically a person could be to do that. But yes, that is the ideal world. And I agree, that, that's how it should happen. But we don't live in shoulda-land. Uh, Banks collated tweets, articles, and commentaries referencing Jimmy Jeremy's alleged abuse of women and created a 10-minute video presentation. She said, of the industry's lax attitude regarding sexual abuse, we need to stop supporting people that don't support us as performers. When you go to these shows, people buy tickets based on whether or not you'll be there. Banks cited a tweet from a popular cam model who goes by Miss Lollipop. Can you even take this seriously? <laughs> Who wrote last year, not my first, but at a, what is, not my first, but at a my first adult con, posing for a photo with Ron Jeremy, he slips his finger under my panties into my vagina, not okay. That tweet was echoed by other models who wrote Jeremy had abused them as well. Okay, hang on, I'll save it for later. I'll save it for later. Jeremy responded to Banks' accusation. By telling Snow, so she admits she doesn't know me, but I've groped her friends. You've worked with me in the past, and you didn't have a problem with me, right? Snow admitted they had. Jeremy continued, I'm older, chunkier, hairier, but there are women out there who still want to see me. A lot of women that come out to see me want me to sign a boob. If I ever grabbed a girl against her will, I'd have a face like a panda bear. If I did something against someone's will, I'd have been punched in the face by now. The girl who's claiming I put fingers up, I don't buy that story. I don't think that happened. Maybe I was massaging. I've done that. Maybe a little tap, pinch, squeeze. I've done that, but I always ask first. Meanwhile, porn star Ashley Fires demands to know why James Dean, whom she claimed almost raped me, hasn't been punished, tweeting, in the wake of recent actions against Weinstein, Isles, O'Reilly, Jeremy, why is James Dean still granted shade to abuse women? Porn stars, uh, uh, okay, I could go on. Here's here's the thing. Does this stuff happen, porn industry or not? Does sexual uh, unacceptable behaviors by my evil white male say? Yes, it happens. All right. Uh, does it happen to the... Does rape happen? Yes. Does it happen to the extent that these people are... Hell no. No. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You got... Yes. You, you, you put us in this position, ladies, with all the fake rape accusations. Uh, everything is sexual assault. Not to mention this herd-like mentality that once one snowflake falls, everybody else then piles on the bandwagon. And now, because of this typical female, not always though, but bandwagon-like behavior, you got to wonder, wait, did that really happen? Oh, yes, did, uh, uh, what's his name, Weinstein, did he, oh yeah, certainly, absolutely, there's some bad shit going on there, and, and let the federalities take care of that. But then... Now it starts to trend all of a sudden, kind of like Bill Cosby. One person came out, and all of a sudden five more came out. Accusations from before the time I was fucking born? You guys sat on it that long? Uh, What's his name? Donald Trump. At at the late, you know, the ninth inning, out comes, oh, sexual harassment allegations, none of which stuck. All of a sudden a ton of other gals got on on board. And I'm sorry, how, what percentage, that's the problem that us men and the rest of society face. What percentage of these accusations are legitimate? And how much of you are just trying to get your line like, oh, that whore, that whore. 
accusing old President Bush, not the young one, 93-year-old, World War II vet President Bush. He, he told a dirty joke and grabbed my, grabbed my butt. Oh, my God, how do you live? Oh, oh, you know what? You better go contact the Human Rights Commission. Even if it did happen, which I highly doubt, it's, it's really, this is the, the low bar of sexual harassment? What do you girls want? What do you want? Everything's on the air. Well, well you can't even do internet. You can't, because that might be harassment. How, how, how light is the trigger? How feather light is the tripwire that we step on? Oh, boom, everything blows up. You know, what's the clear line where a guy flirts with you innocently, asks you on a date, versus whether or not it's going to be a sexual harassment or sexual assault charge? And then on top of it, given the herd-like mentality and behavior from 30 years ago, or in Bill Cosby's case, 45 years ago, I don't think it's legitimate. I don't think it's honest. And now what? Uh, Piven, uh, he's being accused. And this gal, she actually sounds like she's got uh, text records. Okay, there's some evidence there. Uh, what else? Uh, who's the other guy? Came out as gay. Kevin Spacey. Uh, this kid comes back, what, from 36 years later? It, look, guys and gals. Cops or it didn't happen. Okay? And this covers a, a, some two key grounds. One, if you really want to stop it, get the cops. If you really were assaulted... You really were abused. Get the cops. You're not going to find an argument, no matter how right-wing or libertarian or evil me, if you've been assaulted, everybody wants that to end. Get the cops. But if you don't get the cops, and you don't file a complaint, and you don't have evidence, and then you wait 30, 40 years, 45 in some cases, have a cup of shut the fuck up, because I don't believe you. We don't. He was just so powerful. Oh, Harvey Weinstein, he could have crushed my career. I thought you gals were all strong, independent women. I thought you guys were all leftists and you fight the system and you got to take it. We got to fight it. Really? Really? That happened? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm appalled at that. It, that's an aspect of female psychology I don't understand. If any guy or gal did that to me, I'd be like, fuck you, dude. That's unacceptable. I'm taking you down. I'm filming you and recording you like that one gal did. And you you are fucking over. That's not going to happen. That's, that is unacceptable behavior no matter who you are. President Clinton with a cigar or not. <laughs> yeah, now, I mean, how many of these gals love Bill Clinton, though? How many, there's, there's classic. President George Bush, old man, World War II vet maybe pinches a woman in the butt. Hey, but Bill Clinton's diddling girls with cigars in the Oval Office, but we love Bill Clinton. <laughs> Can you see where I just don't give a fuck? Can you see why I go out to Utah and ride my motorcycle and hike and don't care? Can you see where... where if, I'm kind of curious. With this type of behavior where you can't tell if they're faking it, lying, or telling the truth, and there's no serious effort 
Like it's it's more like a an attention whoring. Like there's an ulterior motive. This unknown beast, this unknown mystery, an enigma. It's it's it, it's. I don't know if a trend. It's a behavior of predominantly now millennial women and younger, where. Everybody who interacts with them has to really think long and hard. And we could even say baby boomer women coming back from 1920 to go accuse Bill Cosby of of having sex with them. Uh, It makes everybody, but to a lesser extent, other women. But now, especially men, regardless of age, how old is, is Jeremy, the porn star dude? Now it's like, how do we, this, you gotta use kids gloves you gotta really make sure that this this girl is not going to falsely accuse you uh, have an incentive to falsely accuse you you gotta be really careful if you're older where whatever behavior back in the day i was watching some like it hot and uh great movie but uh jack lemon falls over but he's dressed like a woman nobody knows it that's part of the plot and the uh the band leader pats her and the ass. He goes, upsy-daisy. And he just spanks her in the ass. And, and Jack Lemon turns around and says, fresh. You know, that was acceptable maybe back in the day. Guys weren't going to rape you. It's just like, oh, there you go. You know, so here you got some old-timer like George Bush Sr. And he's like patting the girl on the ass. Uh, you got to look out for that because now that group of women will file complaints as they have... Has, Sure, you shouldn't have your ass padded. I understand. But now you have to be, you are walking on eggshells. You're walking in landmine territory. And I wonder, I don't wonder, I kind of know, how younger men who want to date these girls, what what is the effect? As if the fake rape accusations in college aren't enough. Like these guys, they gotta like hold it. If I, I mean, Antioch College, some colleges in California, they got the 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 sexual advancement contract where you have to ask permission every time. Like, oh my God, forget that. Is that going to have an effect on these millennial and Gen Z boys? And it has. It has. They're they're staying in. They're not asking girls out. What is it? That lady that came out with the research about the cell phones, and it turns out like two thirds of of boys and girls haven't been on dates by their senior year in high school. I, I it is such a a cobra with the widened neck. It's such a dog with the hair on the back of its neck uh, on its spine growling at you that these guys are saying I want nothing to do with that. I'm going to I'm going to jerk off to my porn. <laughs> I'm going to play my video games. I can see why the Try Guys have no no testosterone. I get it. I get it. I get it from that aspect. But man, how how are you supposed to interact with these people? How are you supposed to know if there's any code of conduct or rules by which you can safely interact with millennial and younger women without having the risk of a fake accusation, be it rape, sexual assault, or sexual harassment, uh, if if there's this bandwagon like behavior, what's question about half? I'd have to estimate half 
of these girls are, are lying. They just want attention. You know, and then even then, honest to God, you know, I've danced in the olden days. And girls, you know, occasionally did cop a feel. They'd grab my ass. And you know what? Somehow, somehow I got over it. You know, I didn't need a therapist. I didn't go and, and go to the, the, the Nazi guard. Go look up the swing, Knoxville Swing Dance Association. Look up their code of conduct. They actually have people that wear rainbow wristbands. So if you are sexually harassed, if you are asked to dance inappropriately, you could go and narc on that guy over to those people with the golden wristbands. Which I think should be red with funny-looking crosses with little, little divots on them. <clears throat> Maybe you could write Heil Hitler on the band at the same time. Certainly, is something going on. I, I'm I know all the. It's not not saying it doesn't happen. Not saying Hollywood isn't rife with this. You know, because they're all pro women and they are always on their best behavior. Uh but the Me Tooism. Heck, there's even a hashtag, Me Too. This immediate race for victimhood. Oh, oh, you poor guy. I don't know. I don't know what you do. Hell, you know what? Hang on. Let me see if I can't find it. Let's just go to Drudge. Because we're going to find out. Hang on. Oh, no. Let's go to Drudge. I just want to see how many new accusations. I've only been up two hours. How did my connection fail? Drudge Report. Did I spell it right? Maybe Drudge Report is down. There's so many new accusations. Oh, it's all about the Muslim terrorists. <coughs> here we go. Here, here it goes. Dustin Hoffman. This is the latest. Dustin Hoffman sexually harassed me when I was 17. Uh, the author was sla- who slapped away the star's butt grabs and laughed off his vulgar language on the set of the 1985 TV film. 1985. Uh, who is this gal? Who is this attention whore? Oh, she's hanging out. Who is this? Who is this? Get to the bottom. Hunter is an L.A.-based Hollywood reporter. Who is this Hunter? Anna Graham Hunter. I'm sorry, Anna. I I don't believe I don't believe you. I don't. And and what he slapped your ass in 1985. See, and this is another thing that scares the living piss out of me. Like back in 1985, you spanked a girl in the ass. Not probably not acceptable. But certainly nothing that you think would ruin your career or land you in jail. I'm wondering what what's going to happen. Like when I'm, how old's Dustin Hoffman? Sixty five. Like when I turn sixty five, am I going to have some dance students come up and say, "Aaron Clary uh, held me and he felt my shoulder blade," even though that's how you have to dance. Like what what was normal? Like another one. I remember I was at a party and I tried to kiss a girl and that's all I did and she did the duck and dodge. And that was it. Nothing. I didn't pursue it. And I'm like, oh, that's the way that one went. Never even harassed. Is that going to become harassment down the road? Is she, you know, if if anybody has a, any male has a modicum of success or notoriety down in the future, do we got to worry about, you know, one, fake accusations. You know, Aaron Cleary raped me and drugged me, man. And I'm going to say, oh, yeah. 
Well, where's your proof? And cops or it didn't happen. Otherwise, shut the fuck up because it didn't, you lying whore. But then, what if there is something I did? I'm trying to think what I have done. See, that's, that's, that's the bizarro world we're in now. What have I done that could be construed as wrong 40 years from now? Um, trying to kiss girls? You know, you walk them up to the, to the door stoop. This is in the olden days, before the internet. This is in the olden days where you, before you saw nude pictures of her, you try to get a kiss, which now it's reversed. Now you see nude pictures and now you go for the kiss, just all screwed up. Oh, Aaron Clary walked me to my door and then he tried to kiss me. Aaron Clary tried to unhinge my bra and I said no. And then we made out some more, but I didn't feel like it. I felt it. You know, that's, that's one right there. Oh, I didn't tell him that, that I didn't want to want to kiss and make out but but we kept going and i'm like see that's that's the shit that's get what in the future 40 years from now assuming this mental disease this deterioration of the brain continues on among american women what is going to be construed as sexual harassment what is going to be construed as something that oh oh president clary or senator clary of which it will never happen he helped me out I don't even know what what is going to be horrendously wrong according to these precious little eggshells and snowflakes 40 years from now. So it's Dustin Hoffman. All right, he's, what else? Six women accused filmmaker Ratner. Look at this. This has got its own, its own section in, um, in, in Drudge Report. There's like five or six of these by Amy Kaufman. Natasha Heinstridge was watching a movie on Brett Ratner's council where she fell asleep. She was a 19-year-old fashion model. He was an up-and-coming music video editor in her early 20s. Hanging out. Whenever she, others had left, she was alone with Ratner. She got up to leave, as you said, but he blocked the door with his body and wouldn't bulge. He began touching himself. He said, he strong armed me in a real way. He physically forced himself on me. At some point, I gave in and did his thing. Really? I, I, okay, did you report this? Since that incident in the early 90s. Did, did that happen? Did you go? Uh, Harvey Effigy to be torched at a bonfire party. More spacey accusations. Behind Amazon executive purge, new details emerge. Seattle struggles with insular and resistance. LA leadership amid a harassment claim. Is Amazon Studios the new Sony Pictures? The Amazon issues with its streaming service called the mine a disaster. Da da da. It wasn't run by hustlers. Prices have experienced those typically charged with running. What happened? Several sources say Seattle based online giants overall approached the hiring, which involved an extensive interview process. Okay, that's not it. Let's just go through Drudge Report. Uh. Private sector jobs, Big Brother. Any more articles here? Is that it? Only three new people accused? Oh, here we go. NPR, top editor. Oh, is the left eating its own? Oh, yeah. It is only a leftist. This is kind of a nice little show we get. We get to see Hollywood executives that tell us what evil, racist, sexist, homophobic, douchebag, privileged asswipes we all are. And then you guys are exactly what you claim us to be. NPR is investigating allegations by two women who said the head of its news department made unwanted physical contact with them when he was employed by another news organization nearly two decades ago. 
This is so repetitive. It's repetitive as Muslim immigrant grabs truck, run people over, candlelit Virgil, nothing happens until three months later, done again. The women, both journalists at the time of the alleged incidents, made the accusations in recent links against Michael Oreskes, senior vice president of news organ. See? See, look at this. They're waiting until the guy gets big. They're waiting until they become a somebody, and then they wait for everybody else to pile on. Uh, what did they, what did he do? Unwanted physical contact. Like, literally, literally, like, what if I tried to grab, I rem- let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story about my buddy Nick. Um, Nick is the sweetest, most, he's a gentleman. J- just a, just a, he's a better man than me, which isn't saying much, but he's a very good man. Gentleman. Would never. So, he uh, got a date with another buddy of mine of the female persuasion, and she's telling me the story about um, he really liked her when he met her the first night. She agreed to go on a date with him. And then on the first date, he grabbed her hand and, and walked her to the restaurant. And she's like, it was so weird. He grabbed my hand. I'm like, yeah, but that's Nick. Nick's an old school type of guy. He probably wanted to escort you a little bit. Maybe, <gasps> maybe he liked you and wanted to hold your hand. Holy shit, let's go fucking full Islam on the guy and chop his hands off. And then the other thing that weirded her out, and she's not, she's an adult. This is a wonderful woman too. When they were on the date and they, he took her to dinner, she's like, oh, then he sat next to me in the booth. I'm like, oh my God, he sat next to you? And I'm like, and this is a upstanding young conservative lady who I like and, and, and respect a lot. But I'm thinking like, holy cow, if this is a conservative traditional gal and she's upset that her date wanted to hold her hand and sit next to her on the date for dinner, it's like, what a leftist cycle feminist cunts brainwashed in the millennial job. What did they, what would, what would, would she call the cops? Well, no, she'd wait until my buddy Nick became something famous. And then she'd say, 30 years later, well, in 20, what, 12, Nick held my hand. No. And sat next to me. <gasps> so now I'm wondering, what what did uh, old Michael Oreskes here do at NPR? In response to the allegations, NPR said Tuesday has placed Oreskes on indefinite leave. Look at this. 20 years ago, 20 years ago, this young horny dude did so- Now, what did he do? I want to know. What what did he do in 1990 that resulted in this now? In separate complaints, the women said Oreskes, at the time, the Washington bureau chief of the New York Times abruptly kissed them while they were speaking with him about working at the newspaper. Both of them told similar stories. After meeting Oreskes and discussing their job prospects, they said he unexpectedly kissed them on the lips and stuck his tongue in their mouths. Well, both women started in the Washington Post and not on the condition of anonymity so as not to damage their employment prospects. Oh, BS! The alleged incidents occurred in the late 90s, the women said. Oreskes joined NPR in March of 2015 after working at the Times Associated Press. The women spoke with NPR's attorney in charge of labor and employment. Matter that. She sent the women's emails acknowledging that the news organization was looking into the information they provided. NPR didn't address anything specific allegations. He, he tried to kiss them? We take these kind of allegations very seriously. How can how can you? How? 
He wasn't working for you at the time. It's 20 years ago. I mean, if we're going to start judging people based on their entire life's behavior, nobody's going to be employed, period. I've had girls come up and approach and try and kiss me that I wasn't necessarily interested in. And it never dawned on me, never, to to hunt them. I mean, if anything, I was a bit flattered. Although I guess it isn't the same if a woman tries to kiss you versus a man trying to kiss a woman. I mean, what mental level do you have to be? Kissing? Like I said, do I got to worry I tried to kiss that girl at that party? God, 25 years ago? If a concern is raised, we review the matter promptly and take appropriate steps as warranted to assure a safe, comfortable, and productive work environment. As a matter of policy, we do not comment about personal matters. Spokeswoman, blah, 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 Oreskes. The 63-year-old editor. Yeah, look at this. The 63-year-old editor. <laughs> at least they're attacking the left. Hey, hey, you guys all pro-feminism and, and women are precious snowflakes. And, and as the great one himself, no white woman in North America can, can experience discomfort. You guys, you just follow that hole. You were the male feminist. This is what you get. Is the latest media figure whose conduct has been called into question by women who worked for him or who sought employment when he was in a position to wield power over hiring and firing. Allegations against the new public editor Leon Weltzeller and political journalist Mark Halperin have also come into level. Who are these guys? Let's look up this guy. Is this going to fit the template? 60-year-old dude back in the 80s. He asked me on a date. 65 years old, American writer, critic, amateur philosopher in News Magazine, probably a leftist. The Harvey Effect takes down Leon Welser's magazine. Oh, they even got a name for it, The Harvey Effect. Legendary intellectual fledging publication set to launch this month is being suspended amid allegations of workplace misconduct. The spell of sexual harassment accusations against powerful men in Hollywood and media intensified on Tuesday with allegations of workplace misconduct misconduct against Leon Well Well Dude. Legendary former literary editor of the New Republic, contributing editor of the Atlantic. How is he legendary? I don't never <clears throat> longtime fixture in Washington and New York social circles. For my offenses against some of my colleagues in the past, I offer a shaken apology and ask for their forgiveness. You never apologize. The women with whom I work are smart and good people. I'm ashamed to know that I made any of them feel demeaned and disrespected. Well, what what what's the accusation? Emerson collected ended the wow. I'm just reading through it. The Atlantic obtained a copy of the spread, but it's not publishing it because the allegations are anonymous and unverified. Is that what it takes? Just uh, just an unverified and alleged? Innocent until proven guilty, anyone? Nah. There's blood in the water, and women are the sharks. Yeah, and here's the problem. This isn't millennial girls. These are baby boomer gals. These are ones that are, like, coming back from 20 years ago. Here, my colleague pointed with gleefully mean. In the 1980s, we're known to dislike each other. They intended the same editorial board, 1989. Doing a famous... 
Okay. All right. Honestly, guys, honestly, <clears throat> you young boys, I, I don't even know how you defend against this. I don't know how you defend against this. Like what? You got to carry a webcam everywhere you go? You got to carry body cam? Have every... I understand President, Vice President Pence. I'm not going anywhere without my wife. I'm not, or not going anywhere without my wife, but I am not in the room by myself with another woman without my wife. I don't blame him at all. Very insightful. Very foresightful. I, <laughs> it's, it's getting to that where you can't interact with the other half of the society. And you girls, one man, again, maybe the Muslims got it right. This is what happens when we let you girls go, go unhinged without putting a leash on you. And it's not, again, it's a, it's a very big gray area. We have to balance, walk the tightrope. It's a balancing act. We don't want you girls having your asses slapped or being genuinely physically or sexually assaulted or harassed. I, we, we don't. But the, it's, it's like ADHD or Asperger's or autism. Don't tell them 80% of you don't have it. You're faking it. And I'm sorry, given the number of fake rape accusations that have been, provably, been proven fake or false, how many of these are fake? And the constant moving of the goalposts as to what was acceptable behavior 30 years later is not acceptable behavior. And you're going to punish the people now. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, I, I just... You never know. How Dustin Hoffman, 1985. Bill Cosby, 1971. Again, not... If Bill Cosby raped these girls, I'm not endorsing that. But assuming a 60% false BS rape accusation, oh, 45, yeah, no. Men have to look out for their own, for themselves. They really do. I just don't know how you ensure some crazy woman who's pissed off and looking for her day in the sun doesn't come down 45 years from now you did you Aaron Cleary tried to kiss me at a at a party. This is another reason you gotta marry or, or at least get with traditional women because then they'll they'll understand. They'll say, Oh no, that's a crazy psycho girl. You know, you get an insecure woman who, you know, uh you know, oh, did you kiss the girl at that, at that back in nineteen ninety seven? Oh my god, ah. divorce. Didn't Harvey Weinstein... Well, okay, I could understand why Harvey Weinstein's wife divorced him. That guy's guilty as fuck. But I, I, this is, again, like, you just married cutesy little Bimbo Jones. Uh, you got married, then the kids, and then 30 years later, an accusation came out that, what, you were at a party one time, and you made out with Coochie LaRue. And he never saw her again. Also, Coochie LaRue, oh, Congressman Jones, we made out. Him and his girlfriend were dating for... Like two weeks at that time. Oh my god! Oh god, god, god. I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> oh, enjoy the decline, guys. Enjoy the decline. All right, let's get some sponsors out of the way. Uh, it is no longer Asshole Appreciation Month. It's November. But November is Cappy Cap Appreciation Month. No, I'm kidding. Actually, I'm not. You should always be telling friends and loved ones, sharing the good word of the Cappy, share on. On the Facebook and the Twitters. Uh, but uh, aside from that, uh, real sponsors, businessbuyeradvantage.com. David Barnett, check him out at businessbuyeradvantage.com. 
Do that before you buy a business. I know a lot of you are looking into entrepreneurship, as you should. And a lot of you say, well, I could start my own business, or maybe I might go buy a franchise, or I might buy this, or I might buy a bar. Please contact him. I am not joking. I'm not saying this because he's a sponsor and paying me. I'm saying this because he's a sponsor and paying me, and because it would definitely be worth your time to drop the time and or money either consuming his videos, taking his classes, reading his books, or hiring him directly to take a look at your business before you buy it. I, I, this guy, could, it's worth $1,000 for him and his 25 years of experience in, in being a business broker and analyzing businesses and, and being an entrepreneur and all that. So he can look at your business that you're interested in buying and say, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. He can look under the hood. That's basically it. All right. Are you a mechanic? No. Do you go buy a car without having a mechanic? Well, most of you do. Then you wonder why it has troubles later. But uh, a, a business is not a car. A car maybe costs you twenty grand. A business will cost you 200000 And me working in baking, trust you me, I've seen, oh, I'm going to start a bar. I'm going to buy this hot dog shop. I'm going to do X, Y, and like, No, no, you're not. No, you're not. And if they had spent $1,000 you know, hiring out Mark, uh, they would have not gone bankrupt. They would have saved themselves over you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. So check that out, businessbuyeradvantage.com. Tell Mark that the captain sent you. Praxy, you guys can download the Praxy app. Uh, if you guys are going to go to Vegas, check out Jacob's Adult Playground first. He's going to get you deals. He's going to save you money. And I, by keep in mind, I don't know if you knew this or not, Vegas is designed to remove your money from you. Now, you get some entertainment and, and stuff in exchange, but Vegas is, is designed to take as much money away from you as possible uh, before you leave. Make sure you get the most in exchange. Visit jacobsadultplayground.com first. And it's not porn and, and it's, you think, oh, is it all strip clubs? No. He knows everything about what clubs, what restaurants, um, uh, uh, auto service, uh, shuttles, everything, hotels. Contact him. He's your guy in Vegas. We have my Amazon affiliate program. If you would please do all your online shopping through my Amazon affiliate program, go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com and do it now. It's November 1st. That means it's time to do your Christmas shopping. Get it all done and over with. No, 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 no. Put together your Christmas list. Who's been naughty? Who's been nice? Uh, and then just go online and get it and be done with it. You'll thank me, but you don't have to thank me because I'll get a 7% cut on whatever you buy. You don't pay any extra. Just go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Look for the Amazon banner. Click on it. Bada boom, bada bing. You're done with your shopping. You don't have to worry about that chart. And it's not going to nag you and lessen the quality of your life for the next two months. We got my books, Reconnaissance Man, Batch, uh, Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty, Bachelor Pad Economics, Worthless, Enjoy the Decline, Curse of the High IQ, and Poor Richard's Retirement. Those all make great Christmas gifts. If you have someone in your life that you want to have a better life, kid going to college, uh, young man about to come into his own right in the world, your baby boomer parents don't have any money saved up for retirement, there's a book for everyone. It's not fun reading. It's not Oprah talking about the vaginas of Virginia. Whatever fucking slop is being sold out there right now and is on the New York Times bestseller list. Uh, but unlike pretty much all the New York Times bestseller list, these books will actually help you. It'll be actual. Pro- I can't wait to get into the world of lying. I just can't wait. 
The Secret. I always love that. I mean, oh my god, how many of you guys are kicking yourselves in the shins? That you didn't come up with that idea. The Secret. <laughs> Why you deserve everything. You're beautiful and wonderful. And gosh darn it, people like you. You're a good person. I should just write that book. You're a good person. And just come up with slop. New York Times bestseller list, Aaron Cleary. Aaron, what do you char- charter your your recent success? You've been an author for quite some time. Why this book? Now, ah, it's because it's full of lies, Jim. Because it's, uh, it's just outright lies. And I, I told everybody what they wanted to hear. And I actually, it's some of my shittiest writing, frankly. But I've, I realized I have to dumb it down for the sheep. Uh, so instead of like writing highbrow for my regular audience and my regular listeners and readers, I, I said, what's it? What's the average American like? And then I realized, oh, they're dumber than fuck. And so I wrote a dumb as fuck book lying to people. And that's how I made my billion dollars, Jim. If you'd like to become a podcaster, I strongly recommend getting Uncle Carrie, Carrie Lutz's Viral Podcasting, the book Viral Podcasting, available in paperback at Kindle. Find that on Amazon. Uh, Rolo Tomasi's uh, Positive Masculinity. You can always check out Uncle Rolo at therationalmail.com, his blog. Marcus Brown's book, another book niggas ain't going to read. Uh, that book I like to call is the uh, Book of Woke for Black Folk, if you happen to be of the black persuasion. I like that. That's, that's more euphemistic. What, is it? what race are you? I'm not, a, I'm not a race. I'm a persuasion. <laughs> I'm of the white persuasion. <laughs> We're like, dudes, we all got to do that. You got to do it. Okay, everybody, we got to do this. All right. <clears throat> so, like, next time you're ever hanging out with your buddies and people start talking race, which is always an uneasy concept, they say, oh, what, what's your ethnicity? Say, I'm of the Hispanic persuasion. I'm, I'm, of, I'm of the white persuasion. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not a race. I'm a persuasion. And it's like, oh, man. That's gonna raise some mind. That'll impress the girls. It's like I'm not his. I'm not a race. I'm a persuasion. <laughs> oh, is there a line there? Good old Atham. Girls hitting up. Although he's got a girlfriend now, but you know, you're just sitting there at a bar. And oh, what's, what did you do? That ancestry and me. Did you do the, the 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 genetic DNA test? I'm like, yeah. What are you? I'm of the Ca- uh, Caucasian persuasion. Anyway, if you happen to be black uh, and you want a book awoke for black folk, please get Marcus Brown's Another Book, Niggas Ain't Gone Read. Uh, Perils of Information Age. If you guys are worried about what's going to happen in the future with robots taking your jobs, you might be. Get Perils of Information Age. Not Perils of the Information Age. It's Perils of Information Age, uh, available on Amazon.com. And then Glorious Carl's book, Trade the Ratio, if you happen to be uh, interested in investing in precious metals, or you want to trade precious metals, like you already have them, but you'd like to buy in and out of them and um, make yourself a little bit of, of coinage on the side, get Glorious Carl's Trade the Ratio, available on Amazon.com. Now listen, man, I like the news. You guys like the news? Sometimes I got to trust my own cynicism. Uh, last podcast, we are talking about the Marxist restaurant that had a, what was it, pizza with purpose. Remember that? All right, yeah. And then I mentioned all that, that I, I recall, like, uh, was it a year ago I said there was that, that bite, B-Y-T-E, because it's hipster, because it's technology, bite. The two uh, chefs, 
millennial chefs. They're going to open up their own restaurant. And they got so much fanfare and coverage because they were going to pay their employees $15 an hour and give them benefits and vacation time. And uh, I was saying, well, I, I looked them up. And it was interesting that when I looked them up, I was going to see if, are they closed yet? Because that's where my hunch was. You know, I wanted to cheer them on. I'm like, okay, they got a different managerial style. And there's always fat to trim in management. Trust you, me. So I was like, okay, maybe these guys got a business model that might work. And I looked them up, did a quick search, last podcast. And uh, it looked like they were still in business. Very had very high ratings on the Yelp. But then an agent in the field sent me an article. From October 17th, this is two weeks ago, and somehow it was buried. Like, they got all the fanfare when they were going to open up, and oh, my God, they're going to pay $15 an hour because they just care so much. They just care so much. They're caring millennials. They know more than all the other old people. They care, and that's how it matters because they know. Uh, But this was buried. This, I I had to look really hard for this. Downtown Minneapolis Bar and Restaurant Bite, which emphasized a $15 an hour wage, will close. Oh! Well, dabby, 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 do. My cynicism is right. I almost forgot my lessons in banking. Most people are fuck-ups. And I wish I was being harsh and mean, but most people are fuck-ups. Most businesses do go belly up, even the professionally managed ones. Most of them do. I think, what, the oldest oldest company is, is a Korean one from 500 years ago. All right? But most companies go belly up. The entire U.S. auto industry should not exist, except for Ford. Ford didn't take a bail. Ford should exist. <clears throat> the rest of them all went belly up. So I understand companies don't last too long. But these guys didn't even make it a year they didn't make it a year. I'm like, when was it? When did they open up? So I looked up uh, on the... Oh, I found plenty of articles when they opened. Oh, my goodness. Star Tribune, Business Journal, Pioneer Press, NPR, City Pay. Oh, they couldn't line up to suck these guys' dicks quick enough. And it, was, it wasn't even a year. It was in December of last year, January of this year. And now, now my, my cynicism and my lack of faith in America's incompetence. It's just reconfirmed again validated downtown minneapolis's geek bar bite which highlighted paying each of its employees 15 dollars an hour with benefits will close its door later this month a post on the bite facebook page said its last day of business will be october 28th while we have enjoyed a steady and loyal customer base we've also struggled with getting the volume necessary to make our business model fiscally viable in this location the post said well you just had to be downtown in the warehouse district where it's cool and hip, right, guys? Because that's where the action is. I, I absolutely love the wealth transfer. You want to talk about the biggest wealth transfer, uh, which would be Social Security from the young to the old. But probably really close, and I'd have to do some estimates. The biggest transfer, generational transfer of wealth from young to old has got to be in major metropolitan areas through the rental market. Commercial or residential. Predominantly residential, but sometimes commercial as well. Uh, you young kids think you got to go to the city where all the action is. I saw this very prominently in the 80s and 90s where every girl and guy wanted to go out to L.A. because that's where all the cool movies were being made. 
you see lethal weapon? I want to go out there. Oh my God, California. You idiots making songs. California. Keep me rocking. Keep me rocking. Oh, I'm going to go over there because this guy uh, of the black persuasion, he sang a song about it. Let's go there because that's where all the cool kids go. And you guys go off to New York and L.A. by the millions, by the millions every year. And you pay inflated prices for not only rent, but food, insurance, everything else. And who owns these properties? Who owns these uh, companies that you go and just give your money to? Old people. Because you got to live in the cool, hip area. Screw the burbs. And I used to be like that. I used to be like, nope, I'm living in the city. But that was more because of my hatred for conformist, swipple white people who drive SUVs and soccer moms. Then I realized the city is no place to invest either. And yeah, actually, you know what? You do want to go to the burbs. You want to go to the boring burbs. Because rent is cheap. Well, not rent. Taxes are cheap. And there's not a lot of crime. And you're not reminded every day that you're an evil white male. You're not reminded every day that you have the privilege of being of the white persuasion and the dick persuasion. Remember, gentlemen, just because you happen to be not white, if you have a dick... You have dick persuasion, okay? That's the, and it's that's privilege. That's privilege. Persuasion privilege. Uh, Travis Shaw and Mark Lohman are the two founders behind Byte, which opened about eight months ago. Oh, my God, it was eight. They didn't even make it ten. <laughs> Shaw told the Business Journal in December that the inspiration for Byte sprouted from their frustration of a majority of restaurant employees not being able to earn a livable wage. Well, I wonder why. Here, here, here's something for you, Shaw. Here's something for you, Travis. Those lousy jobs that didn't pay a livable wage, are they still around? Like, you may disagree with the hourly wage, but those companies are still paying the wage, right? The jobs are still there at that wage. How sustainable, I know you like that word. You're getting all wet. How sustainable were you guys in providing employment? Who's the better employer? You guys couldn't even keep these people employed for eight months. I don't even doubt you even paid their benefits. I'm sure you probably did pay their benefits. Oh, but now, I'm, are they unemployed now? Oh, they are. Ooh. See, I love how these leftists, these millennial fucks, all talk about sustainability and environmentalism, but no one thinks about it in economics. Uh, we got we got a trillion-dollar deficit a year at the federal. That's not sustainable. Oh, you're just being sexist or racist with your, with your persuasion. You guys are all about sustainability when it comes to environmentalism, but when it comes to economics, fuck that. We'll just print off more money and borrow because economics is complicated. I mean, really, you guys wanted to help out? What did you do? You know what? You didn't do jack shit for these people. These poor employees worked at your place at most for eight months, and now they got to go find another job. That's a kind of a gap. Like, why'd you only work here? People are going to look at that. Oh, they got fired. They don't know about bite. They don't know it went bankrupt because no one ever, the media hasn't covered it yet because it's shameful and doesn't uh, advance the narrative. So now they got this kind of questionable employment record on, on the resume. Hey, you, you employed those guys for eight whole months. Good going. It was livable for two-thirds of a year. They had a living wage for two-thirds of a year. Here's another thing about living wage. If millions of people aren't making a living wage, wouldn't they be dying I mean, literally, let's, words have meanings. I know not to millennial leftists, but <clears throat> words have meanings in the real world. 
If they weren't being paid a livable wage, then they'd be dead, right? So they are living. It is a livable wage. Of course, with a lot of help from the taxpayer, we got to get you kids your food stamps and your wick and your slick and your bick and your tamp and your wamp and your camp. You need your Medicaid. You need your Medicare. Here you guys are. Oh, wait, wait to solve the problem. You guys, you guys really fought the system, man. You guys really. <laughs> wow. Eight months of rebel. Bite hired around a dozen employees, each one making $15 an hour with benefits plus vacation time. This is what motivated us to start out on our own. Okay, good. So it wasn't profit. You guys wanted. You, how, how did that brainwashing, how did your religion, how did your ideology that your teachers and your professors planted in your little skulls, your independent minded souls, how'd that work out for you? What good did you do? I wonder if this is the first time these guys ever hit the real world. Oh, they learned. They learn, but you are motivated by politics to start a business, huh? Not profit, which I know is an evil thing, but as I think you guys learned, without profit, there is no company. It's like insurance. Everyone hates insurance. They're like, oh, God, oh, they, they, just, they make money. Do you know that insurance companies make money? They're overcharging us. Well, if they didn't make money, what investors would be attracted to starting a business like that? They have to make money. Because if the insurance companies don't make money, then they wouldn't be in business and then there'd be no insurance. Same thing with a restaurant or any business. If there's no profit, no one's going to invest in it because why would you? Why would I invest a company to not make money? I need to make money. I, quote, need a livable wage too. All those evil capitalists and entrepreneurs, they have to eat too. They just don't open up companies for shits and giggles and charity. Because they, too, need to eat. I know profit is such a complicated thing for leftists. You think it's optional in corporate greed and profit. Meanwhile, everybody needs profit. I'm sorry, do you guys go work for free? Oh, no, that's right. You demand a little bit. Oh, you demand profit, too. Oh, how interesting how that all works. Well, I'm glad you guys did what felt good in your heart. You really helped out people for eight whole months there. I'm passionate about food, but oh, you you faggots with your word passionate. I'm passionate. Are you a girl, Travis? Are you a girl? I'm passionate about children. I'm passionate about art. I'm passionate about food, but more passionate about the system and a business that can sustain its workers. You failed. You failed. You did not sustain your workers. Nearly every aspect of Byte's business plan highlighted efficiency to save on costs to pay the employees their wages. All right, and I'm with you there. There were no table servers and meals were prepared meticulously to minimize food waste. So we're environmentally and clean. Yay! Since Byte opened, Minneapolis passed its own $15 minimum wage ordinance. Byte is a part bar, part cafe, part coffee shop. It has a quick serve front counter and a bar area in the back with board games. Bite is at, was, you can't say bike, bite is, bite was at 319 First Avenue North. It's about 2,900 square feet. Well, you enriched, well, one guy did make profit off of you guys, and that was your landlord. That, well, maybe you did. Did you guys break your lease because you only did eight months? Is that, is that what you did? Oh. Oh, you go look at the little Winnie. Oh, he's going to try and start a business. Oh, 
Wow, look how cute they are. You're going to start a business. It's going to be environmentally friendly and sustainable for eight months. Oh, what was the quote from the Robin Williams movie before he killed himself? I want the prick. Hang on, can I find it? Let's see if I can find it. Give me a second here. Here we go, I found it. Let's, let's, here, here, bite boys. You tell me what you want. Here's what happened to you guys. You told Wilcott I cheated. I know you did it. Just tell me why. Look, cut the crap, Hunter. I live with you. I know how much you study, or I should say don't study. And you do better than me. <laughs> Give me a break. You arrogant, pompous prick. Who appointed you custodian of the medical profession? Is it because your father was a doctor and his father was a doctor? Some sort of genetic thing? You're damn right. Really? You know, I grew up with it. I know what it takes to look in the eyes of dying people day after day after day and to come home for dinner at night. I know what it takes. You don't have it. Oh, really? And you do? If you don't like me, just say it. I don't like you. Why don't you like me? You're a prick and I like you. Because you make my effort a joke. I want to be a doctor. This isn't a game to me. This isn't playtime. This is serious business. I have it in me to be a great doctor. But in order to do that, I have to sacrifice if I want to be better. Better. Better than me. Hmm? I will save lives that could have otherwise not been saved. Now, I could be like you and go around laughing and have a good time, haha, but I prefer to learn because the more I learn, the more likely I'll have the right answer at the crucial moment and save a life. You say I'm a prick? You say I'm a prick? You know, maybe I am. But you ask the average person when death comes knocking at their door whether they want a prick on their side or some kindergarten teacher who's going to kiss their ass. Because when that day comes, I want the prick. And so will you. Oh, reality. I know you millennials have been avoiding it all this time. Because your feelings... Feelings. Nothing more than feelings. What was it like when you had to lay those guys off? All those hopeful other millennials who also didn't major in the right thing? Who also believed that they were entitled? That they, What was it like saying, hey, you know that? Uh, yeah, we're laying you off. Hell, the communist... Pizza with purpose, they lasted two years. Of course, they did get a $100,000 donation from an evil capitalist to keep going. The irony of it there. Remember, sustainability. Remember uh, back in the 90s when the, uh, the Matrix, the Matrix came out. And Agent Smith talks about how humans are virus. You're a virus. And all the pseudo-intellectuals, faux-intellectuals, you know, humanity really is a virus. We really are a virus. It's like, no, no, no. You leftists are viruses. You leftists need... You are parasitic. You are. This is an opinion. This isn't... If you were to kill all the conservatives, libertarians, and non-leftists, the leftists would starve. Because that's your nature. You need other people to survive. You need other people to work and pay the taxes to compensate you for your mistakes. You breed way too many people that you can't afford. And by way too many, I mean like one because you can't even support yourself. Really sad when you can't even support yourself. But no matter matter how you splice it, no matter what, if if all the conservatives and libertarians and the capitalists and all that, we went away, the human race would end. It would end. Unless you gave birth to like a kid that like woke up and said, fuck this shit, I'm going to go work and make some money so I'm not poor like you idiots. 
But if we were to wipe out all the liberals and the leftists, you just poof, gone. We put you on another planet somewhere. We'd be fine. We'd make more. We'd excel. We'd get rid of the luggage. We'd get rid of the parasites. We'd get rid of the lampreys. And it's true. It's true. And the reason it pisses you off so much, and right now you're running to scrap, well, it's slavery and colonialism, and, and it's the evil, greedy, the reason you're pissed off and scrambling is because deep down inside you know it's true. You guys cannot exist without us. You need us. That's, that's why, oh, see, the Democrats are starting to get smart. They know that they can't just get rid of business. Oh, they give you some, some grants and some cuts and some tax benefits, and you guys get all pissed off when these corporations get their benefits and their loopholes and their favorable tr- treatment from Democrats and Republicans when they get bailed out. But they know that they need a working class, they need a slave class so that they can go ahead and take money from those working people, those slaves, and bribe you with free government goodies. But let's let's be very clear. We all know deep down inside, you guys can't exist without us. You guys need us. And that makes us better. It really does. Because we're at least not a parasite. We're the unfortunate host. We at least go and produce our own stuff sustainably. You guys, I, and I can't slam on these guys too much. Even the even the guys who try and start a communist restaurant, bar, cafe, you know, whatever, because at least you're trying to produce something. But you guys just aren't capable. You don't live in the real world. You believe in your leftist, Marxist, indoctrinated, feminist environmentalism, religion, more than you do reality. And it's not even capitalism. It's accounting. It's math. There's really not a lot of opinion or politics with this. It's really math. Do you generate more in value than the resources it takes to produce said value? And you just can't do it. I don't know if it's a lack of accounting a lack of cynicism that goes a long way. It's why the majority of businesses fail. Because you guys have dreams. I want to dream that I'm going to make it sustainable. It was really the main. Say, so, hey, Jim, why'd you start that? Well, I wanted to overpay my employees. That's really what I wanted to start it for, Bob. Oh, yeah, and just fuck profit? Fuck, did reality, did reality hit you kids finally? Did you figure out how the real, just a little bit... Yeah, reality's a tough motherfucker, isn't it? It's not like on the TV shows or, you know, like uh, Friends, which is too old for you guys, where everyone just magically has money shitting out of the sky. A little different. A little more difficult, right? Ah. You know what? You just keep going to that church of sustainability and environmentalism and fair wage and basic guaranteed income and free shit for everybody else except for those who actually work and support themselves. You go ahead. You go right ahead. I will sit. At least I got entertainment. At least we all got entertainment watching you guys over at Bite, Bite the Dust. <laughs> all right. What else we got for news? I'll do some more. Sponsors here, The Hanging Chads. When you're done listening to the Clary Podcast, check out The Hanging Chads. Search The Hanging Chads Podcast. You'll find them on Zencast. Uh, We have Asshole Consulting. If you guys need advice, I have it, and I charge for it, because unlike the advice of therapists, guidance counselors, teachers, therapists, counselors, counselors, teachers, and parents, I had a client yesterday, just honest to God, 
you think you think people would wake up? You think this podcast, the not my podcast, but you think the interwebs would wake people up? And it's not. They just it's it's amazing how like ninety five percent of the population is just in this cocoon, and really only five percent of the population is woke. All these it just. There shouldn't be liberal arts colleges. There shouldn't. I know some of them are closing, but nowhere near the rate that they should. How dumb do you have to be? How 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 absent or, or non-participatory of a parent do you have to be that there still are millions of kids going to liberal arts colleges and liberal arts majors every year? Anyway, uh, which is good for me, I suppose. I, I if if the world was a perfect place, there'd be no use for asshole consulting. But if you got a question, you got a problem, and you want the truth, you don't want to have someone kiss your ass before they fuck it. Go to assholeconsulting.com, where I, America's older brother, the world's only professional asshole, the IKEA of consultants, and the Dark Knight of advice columns, will give you my two cents for about thirty-five dollars for a video, twenty-five bucks for an email. That's an estimate. If you blather on like one kid did. Oh, by the way, I'm charging you extra if you email me at my Captain Capitalism account. I don't know what the fuck happened. All of a sudden, this past week and a half, everyone's just, hey, I got a problem. Da, da, da. Not even, hi, Aaron. Hey, da, da, da. Nope. Just right at I'm like, who the fuck are you? Go to assholeconsulting.com and send your question there. If you don't hear back from me, then then email me and say, Aaron, I tried to email you at Asshole Consulting, but I don't think it went through. Cool. Now I knew you followed instructions. Got the fucking Spurg Brigade emailing me for some. Not even, not even, sorry, I got like these two emails where it's just like, you're fucked in the head. No, no coherent thought. Inevitably, 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 he barfs out a question at the end. It's like, all right, that's a $50 question right there for the pain and the time I had to read that slop. So if you'd like to save money and time, think, jot down some notes even, maybe even outline, and then succinctly and precisely tell me what your problem is and what you'd like me to answer. At assholeconsulting.com. The Australians get their shit. I don't know. The Australians are always to the point. Don't know why that is, but I appreciate it. If you'd like to advertise on the podcast, you may. It's $50 a month, and that gets me promoting you on all this other stuff. Elkincpa.com. Looking for an accountant? Contact Chad at elkincpa.com. The uh, Red Pill, the resident CPA of the Red Pill community. Conservativebrew.com. If you do not like communist coffee, you don't like giving Starbucks your co- your money, you don't like giving leftists your money, and that's like 95% of the coffee industry is leftists, and you also don't like Black Rifle coffee because it doesn't taste that good, truthfully, may I recommend you get Conservative Brew. Go to conservativebrew.com, make sure your money doesn't go to leftists, and make sure you get pretty darn good coffee. It's not it's not Starbucks, it's not Caribou, but it's pretty darn good. Like, it's, it's keep you in bed on a Sunday morning coffee. It's really good coffee. And then your money doesn't go to communists. We have the League of Extraordinary Podcasters, 405media.com, Obsidian Radio, uh, Financial Survival Network, Canto Talk. You can find Silvio Canto uh, at blogtalkradio.com. O'Shea Jackson, our good friend out in Poland, getting his doctorate. <laughs> and and uh, if, if you want something a little bit lighter fare, uh, go there. Blowmeuptom.com, of course, St. Lycus, our father, who art in Los Angeles. I already mentioned the hanging chads. We got the Black Brigade debrief with DT. Unfortunately, not the man. It's just DT. Go to blackbrigade.org. 
Cynical Libertarian Society, jimfear138.blogspot.com. That's jimfear138.blogspot.com. Check him out. And then also, if you're looking for a voice actor, someone to do some recording work for you, contact Jim over there. Tell him the captain sent you. Rich Cooper over at Entrepreneurs in in Cars. He's on YouTube. And then the Michael Kingswood podcast. If you're interested in science fiction and literature, written by the only not-communist science fiction writer, that would be Michael Kingswood. You can visit his podcast by going to podcast.michaelkingswood.com slash RSS. The Safety Doc, Dr. Paradin, good old doc there, fellow Wisconsinite. If you want to learn about all things safe and how to be safe, like, you know, don't live in major liberal cities and go on running paths where they rent, where they not only rent trucks to Muslims, but come on in under our diversity program. Come on in here and kill us and fuck our women. Uh, we have my two classes, the analysis evaluation of stocks and stocks, bonds, investing, oh my. We have my Betterment affiliate program. You can look that up by going to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Uh, you'll see the Betterment banner. Uh, we have Captain Capitalism, Top Shelf and Reserve. Those are the best of uh, my blog posts, the two books. I'll be coming out with a third one here once I get off my ass. Um, boy, Asshole Consulting really did put a crimp on all the creative, productive stuff I used to do. And if you are looking to buy precious metals, gold or silver, may I recommend my friend Mike, Minnesota Gold Buyer, MN Gold Buyer. You can search that on the internet, but or you can just give him a call, 763-657-7843. That's 763-657-7843. Uh, let him know the captain sent you. It'd freak him out too because he doesn't know I'm, I'm plugging him. Uh, he's a friend of mine, too. This is where I get my, my gold and silver. Actually, I don't have any gold. I'm not that rich. Uh, but if you are looking to get gold and silver, contact him. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. Uh, what else? Oh, this. Now, listen, man. I like the news. You guys like the news? All right, final news story. I think I got... Do I have fan mail? Check it out later. CBS Chicago. New Apple store. A hazard to birds. Rescue group says... Uh, WBBM Steve Miller reports thrushes, sparrows, American woodcocks all migrate through Chicago and have all crashed into glassy downtown buildings. Now there's one more building presenting a hazard to the birds according to the Chicago Bird Collision Monitors. Let us stop here. This is, I'm sure if you live near a major city, the birds coming in and crashing in the windows, blah, blah, blah. Uh, And Apple has a very... Glassy building in downtown Chicago. What I want to focus on, and if Steve Miller from WBBM, Kazam, if uh, he did any research, he would look up who are the Chicago Bird Collision Monitors. It's it. That's that's what the real news is here. That's what the real news is here. So when I heard this, I wanted to look up the Chicago Bird Collision Monitors, but I. I'm going to do it live. I didn't look this up before. I want to see who are the Chicago Bird Collision Monitors. Who volunteers for this group and then goes and harasses companies because they got glass on their buildings and birds are being killed. I read through the article. Dozens have been killed. You know, so a city the size of Chicago, dozens have been killed. And I think there's like at least 100 skyscrapers in Chicago. So the skyscrapers have a a kill rate of less than one, you know, like about an eighth 
uh, eighth of a bird per skyscraper. About us. Here it is. Now, let me tell you this about leftists. They don't have anything going on in life. They don't. And so they join things like the Chicago Bird Collision Monitors. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to test my theory, of which I think most of you are very familiar with. Do these people have lives? Are they good-looking people? Or are these just basically your standard leftist, social justice warrior, crusaderist slop who are trying to avoid real work in the real world? And one of the ways we can tell is by looking at degrees. Another way we can tell is are they in shape? Are they good-looking people? Because to be an attractive person takes effort. Got to go to the gym. Girls, you have to go run. You have to stay in or is it just going to be the standard nonprofits? I just, I just want. We know what the answer is going to be. We know, but this is such a, such a like. How is your, how is, how is your love life? <laughs> if you're on the Chicago Bird Collision Monitor, like, what if that's your thing? Like, you know, you guys all poke fun and make fun of people who are programmers and and engineers and you know they do the, the robot battles. All right, that's at least requires some intelligence and some thought and some effort. This I got to see who these people are, and since they got nothing else going on in life, they are guaranteed to put themselves up. So here, let's look at our volunteers. Oh yeah. Oh, we don't get a we don't get a pay we don't get a a bio. Wait a minute. Our volunteers. Now, guess what? I, this is this is great. This is great. Marcus, Vincent, Black Kojak, Miguel, Atham. Take a wild guess what 100% the persuasion is of the... Oh, wait. No, I take it back. Guess what 99% of the persuasion is of the uh, Chicago Bird Monitor volunteers. Take a wild guess. Chicago... Third white, third black, third other. Take a wild guess what what composes the uh, bird monitor group. All whites. It's all swipple white people. Most of them look like they're baby boomers. Uh, Is there a gal I... These poor kids. If you look at the picture, these poor kids are dragged to it. They kind of like the kids in South Park where where they're in San Francisco. What do you do? Drugs? Why? Because our parents are crazy. So you do drugs? Yeah, we do drugs. Um, no, I wouldn't bang any of them. Oh, come on. You guys got to give me a bio. Get involved. Lights out. Bird safe buildings. Bird tails. Uh, come on. Come on. Come on. You got our Mission History Awards. Our supporters? Oh, they get a ton of money from government organizations. Come on, where's you guys got to give me your 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 bios? Chicago, Brooklyn is involved under, under the auspices of the Chicago Audubon Society. Oh, I don't think we're going to get bios, guys. All we're going to have to do is go on looks, and that there's rich, swipple white people who got nothing else going on in their lives. Yeah, I can't. I can't find. There's this one picture of everybody, but I wanted to see like their degrees. Like he has a degree in botany, a doctorate, and and agricultural. Actually, that would make sense if he had a doctorate in agricultural studies. Here we go. Awards. See, they got awards. This 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 shit organization. This lame ass club. They have awards. You know, awards that mean nothing, like the Nobel Peace Prize nowadays. 
and the Academy Awards. They just got to give themselves awards. We have awards. A 2005 Protector of the Environment Award from the Chicago Audubon Society to the Chicago Bird Collision Monitors. So the entity that owns you awarded you its own award. I I might as well like give myself the Asshole Consultant of the Year Award. How delusional are you when you award yourself an award and you actually put this up on your website and then you actually take pride in a self-served award? I... These are the people. These are the it's it's no different than Nobel Peace Prize. We're going to award other leftists we agree with awards. 2007 Resolution of Appreciation from the Bird Conservation Network, a Chicago area coalition of 18 organizations sharing an interest in the conservation of birds. Well, isn't that your friends? Isn't that everybody? I mean, what guys who hang out with Aaron Cole? What about just me, David Serini, Chris Beckloff, Rollo Tomasi, uh Adam Piggott, uh, the great one. What if we just formed a group and started awarding each other awards? There's no currency to these awards. This is all you guys jerking each other off. Advocacy awards from Friends of the Park to Chicago Bird Collision Monitors. Uh, Grassroots Conservation Leadership Award. This is just like the Soviets where you just get, instead of paying you because there was no money, they just hand out awards and medals and give you titles and honors. From the Audubon Chicago region to Annette Prince, director of Chicago Bird Collision Monitors. All right, so again, your ownership entity awarding you. It would be like GM awarding uh, Chevy an award. It's its own entity. National Wild, uh, Wildlife Rehabilitators Associations. Marley J. Bolanders working together for wildlife award. You can't make this up. This is like the Charles Montgomery Birds Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. I got to look up this award. You know, because if, if this is a legitimate award, this is going to have a ton of hits. We're going to go through the history of the award. This, I should just start making awards. Okay, so there's like two hits. The Marley's Boolando Award is given to one individual or one group that has brought together individual organizations, rehabilitation facilities, agencies, industries, businesses, and or academia in a cooperative effort to make a positive difference in wildlife. This award is presented at the annual NWRA Symposium Banquet. How much fun would that be, guys, huh? You want to go to that banquet? A lot of tail there, pun intended. Uh, Protector of the Environment Award from the Chicago Audubon Society, again. Okay, Annette Prince. Annette Prince, Director of Chicago Bird Collision Monitors. Let's look her up. Let's just see if she's an engineer or an accountant. or <clears throat> Chicago Monitors. This week, Chicagoan, Chicago Reader. This is the City Pages. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you could stereotype, guys. She looks like a librarian. Probably ha- has cats. Pigeons, sparrows. I just want to look at her background. 5,000 birds. Pick up a bird that's injured. Whoever find a bird. They don't really tell us anything about her. I, I want it to be an academic study. I want to know who these people are. 
Uh, just more articles from Chicago about birds. Bio, if I type that in, do we get a bio? About us, our volunteers, our awards, our supporters. Ah, we're not gonna get that. I look. When when I die, I, I want I want a better legacy than yeah. I helped out birds. I helped save dozens of birds a year from not getting killed in Chicago. I got I got more stuff to do than that, and I'm not awarding myself awards. I just am not going to award myself awards. I guess that's what leftists do. I mean, if you're not going to produce anything of value in society, you're not going to work. You're not going to employ people more than eight months. You're not going to help just raise a family, raise some damn good kids. Be a supporting husband or a supporting wife. I'm gonna go and and save the birds, save the whales, and and because it really it's so not sexy and it's so ultimately irrelevant and pointless. I have to start coming up with my own awards to award myself. I what kind of a life? What kind of a life is that? Teacher of the Year Award, where you, teachers unions award them. What is that? What What is that like knowing ultimately it's just a, a circular reference? There's no exterior application to life outside, to, to the real world outside of your life. Like you're an African-American studies professor. What's that like just, you know, perpetuating the circle of why bother? Oh, we take future students, we brainwash them with this worthless shit so that they become professors, so that they can brainwash future, you know, again, the parasitic thing. From the from the Matrix, when when do you join the real world and start doing something for society? So and when you unfortunately pass away, people will say, "Oh yeah, Bob employed people at his tire company." You know, it wasn't anything sexy or glamorous, but Bob he helped support you know seven eight families, two three generations each. Good old Bob, Bob. You know, and then the plaque goes up uh, in remembrance of Bob. Hey. This crazy blogger and that guy wrote a bunch of books, saved hundreds, thousands perhaps of, of young boys and girls' lives from majoring in stupid shit. So they didn't have to become volunteers of the of the Bird Coalition Monitor Society. Oh yeah, he did good. He oh I remember. Oh, you know, this is why I print off my, my thank you letters. Cause then it reminds me, oh yeah, I actually did make a difference. A real one. You know, not saving two or three birds. Oh, yeah, he he left. Oh, you know what? She was just a good mother. She raised three great kids, and they went on, and she had a wonderful family and grandchildren. It was all wonderful. Many Christmases and Thanksgivings together without cats because she didn't need cats because she had children and grandchildren. Oh, yeah, uh, uh, Grandma, Grandma Betty. Grandma Betty, what a nice, sweet, wonderful woman. And she passed on in loving memory, truly loving memory. What were you? I was a feminist women's studies major and gone. Forever gone. Not even to mention it. Lost, lost in the sea of 50 billion humans who have lived on the planet. Not one note of notoriety. Not, not one accomplishment to point to of any value. Not one contribution to society made. Done. Uh, all right, let me find the fan mail, I think I got. Short fan mail here from Jens. Jens writes, uh, Hi, Aaron. I just watched your recent video. I wanted to add another side to the story. I believe this is the video where I talked about um, the hardest lesson 
No, not the hardest lesson. The toughest question I had to answer in life. You could find that over on my YouTube channel. Uh, from about 19 to 30, my friends and I were looking for professionalism in the workplace. Much like your, it must be better across the street. This company slash organization is unprofessional slash has significant flaws, etc. There must be a better place that really knows how to do it right. Until it finally hits you, it's the same bullshit anywhere, everywhere. Please tell the kids it's the same bullshit everywhere. Jens. Well, thank you very much, Jens. I appreciate Yeah, he's off Deutschland. V Gates. Jens was is lost. Guten Tag and guten Abend. And that's all the German I learned in three years of college German. Um, yes, you are 100% correct. It's, it's like women. You think, you think that there's got to be better. You think there's got to be sanity. You think there's going to be a girl with bigger tits, a nicer demeanor, and a better job and better finance. No, it's all, all jobs suck. All jobs suck. I think I have three or four videos out there now. It's about all jobs sucking. It's not bad luck. It's not you. It's not your boss. It's not the company. It's not the industry. All jobs suck. It's the same bullshit everywhere. To quote gents. He's 100% correct. So just, just hunker down. Look, if I had just hunkered down, sucked cock, kissed ass, I would have had my house paid off by like 28, 29. But I didn't. I didn't. I thought that I, there was something out there better. I thought it can't be this bad in the bank. And it was. And it was universal. It's universal. It's like when I went out to Wyoming, like I did actually quite well out there in terms of my serenity and sanity because I said, ah, it's all bullshit. And these guys are idiots. And it didn't matter because they were paying me. I'm like, okay, whatever you want. Do we have any more fan mail? I don't believe so. All right, that's it. Boys, fit it with your nuts. Make sure you ain't got testicular cancer. Ladies, big, dumb, oafish men wearing pink gloves and swinging bats at spheres or oblong brown balls at each other just because they wear pink does not fight the cancer currently flowing in your boobies. Go get a mammogram. Donating to the Suman G. Komen Foundation and getting Amy's Blend over at Caribou Coffee will not prevent you from getting cancer. What will prevent you is early detection. So ladies, please go get a mammogram. That's what you get your PSA tests. All right? So uh, news flash for the girls out there and men too, but let's pay attention to the ladies. You need the most work. Social justice worrying and virtue signaling does not prevent or stop cancer. Okay, medicine and science does. You know, that shit that those crazy white dudes came up with, those sexist, bigoted homophobes. Anyway, if you would like to uh, culturally appropriate this technology, predominantly created by uh, those with dick persuasion, uh, you should go and get a mammogram done and make sure that you do not have any lumps or whatever else. They're the professionals. They do it. But if you want to feel good and accomplish nothing, uh, you certainly donate to the Suman G. Komen Foundation or the United Way or just just wear pink. Wear pink and you're going to tell you you're going to raise awareness. Yeah. God, is it that sad that love has to f- come in the form of hate? All right. We'll see you guys later. Toodles.